chapter, Genesis chapter 3, today, this morning, and I want to share a thought with you out of this text, Genesis chapter number 3. I had uh, the young men and the young ladies come to the altar this morning, and uh, I, I'm, not, uh, I'm not able to make you live for God. I'm not able, I don't have the ability. If I did, I'd make all of us and it'd just be that. I'd do it. <laughs> I would. I'd, I'd make your heart right and, and surrendered. I'd do it in a heartbeat. I can't. I tell you what I do want to do though. I want to give, I want to put you right at the door. Every service. I mean just right there at the door. Right there at the entry and bring the Lord so near and, and bring us so close to him that you, and you'll decide either way. Uh, one preacher preached years ago, many preachers have preached it, Judas, Jesus said, I'm the door. Judas walked beside him for three years, kissed him on the cheek. One man preached the message and many have preached it since. Judas kissed the door to heaven and died and went to hell. And, and you can get somebody just as close as you want, but it's their choice. It's their choice, and uh, but I want to get you as close as I can. Mom and Daddy, I will say this: I would I, not every young person is going to break every service, but I would I would keep watch. I have talks with my boys when I ain't seen them break in a while, and say, "You all right? What's wrong? Why why are you so hard?" I, I think I think y'all just get just slam up in their business. Why, why are you so hard? What, what, what happened? You used to t cry and rejoice. Now, you don't have to cry every service. That's emotionalism. You ain't cried in two years in a church service that I was in? Come on now. And mamas and daddies don't say much about that because you ain't cried in two years. Y'all probably just getting their business. Where'd them tears go you used to have? How come you don't go to the altar? Now, of course, you've got to go to the altar if you're going to start reprimanding them for not going to the altar. And then I'd watch their friends. And I'd talk to, I'd talk to my kids about their friends. Well, that's judgmental. You call it whatever you want to. I don't care what you call it. We're not judgmental. Your friends are a little off. Well, they go to church. I don't care where they go. <laughs> I don't care what where they go. They lost people go to church. They carnal folks go to church. You say, well, I wouldn't ever do that. I would. I'll do it to your kids. I catch them in the hallway. There's two or three of them I got in mind right now. I'm going to hunt them down next week. You all right? No, turn around here and look at me. Let's talk for a minute. No, you all right? Oh, yeah, yeah I'm all right. No, no, you're not. You think for a second I wouldn't do that to your kids? I'd do it to my kids, your kids, and the neighbor's kids. I ain't scared of nobody when it comes to that. Have I ever done that to y'all? You all right? I do it to grown folks. I mean, just get up in people's business. Most folks ain't all right, and they, need, they just, oh, you just kind of kick the door open a little bit. Some of you moms and daddies, your kids are wondering why you ain't ever asked them if everything's all right. 
They're dying for you to ask them if everything's all right so they can unload a truckload of emotions going on in their life and you ain't ever asked them about. Well, I just assume it's all right. Why? I would assume it's not all right. Do you know what they're living in? Let's just go on the assumption it's not all right and it's my job to help make it all right. Well, them girls, they go to crying and just let them cry. Let them cry. Anyways, I think that'll help us this morning. All right. Y'all all right? <laughs> Is it all right? Is it all right with you this morning? I want to ask you, spouse that. I've asked my wife that before, and she's asked me that before. You all right? Don't be asking me questions like that, woman. She said, don't talk to me like that, man. Huh? You're married to each other. You're one, another's. You're one with one another. You know when somebody's not all right. You all right? I mean, just get in people's business. You got a friend? They, they're getting a little slack? Hey, you all right? Let's talk. Nothing wrong with that. Grandma and Grandpa, go get them grandkids. Show the love of Christ to them. Hey, what's wrong with you? Act right. Quit being stupid. I know you're stupid. You come from a long line of it. We're all stupid. Some of y'all won't be honest enough to say that. I'm going to let out a secret. I'm going to let out some family secrets this morning. That family you come from is messed up. Your mama's messed up. Your daddy's messed up. Your grandpa's messed up. Your grandma's messed up. They ain't as holy as you think they are. They wasn't as holy as you think they, as they were. Help me right there. It's messed up. Mama, mama ain't an angel. Daddy ain't an angel. And they was a teenager. And they were messed up when they were. And if God got them, he got them out of a horrible pit when he got them. Talk about how well we were and how good we were. <laughs> oh, I was, I was so good. My Apple ID is being signed in in Cedar Knolls, New Jersey. You want to fix that? Somebody in New Jersey trying to sign in my phone. They just told me. A little pause right there in the middle of the service. I don't know what they're going to get, so I want her to help me there. That's good preaching this morning. Your family ain't as good as you think it is. Genesis chapter 3 this morning. I'll tell you what, you'd, you'd really help some folks this morning. You'd really help some folks if you'd just be honest. If you'd just be honest, you'd really help some people today. You boys would help each other if you'd just be honest. You know, I'm struggling. Will you pray with me? We got this facade Christianity and, 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 and people see right through that and they don't believe it and that's why they just run off and I can't do that. No, it's because all they ever knew about Christianity was what you put on. About what's on the, about what's on, in the inside. Genesis chapter 3 this morning. Years ago, the Lord gave me this message and about once every three or four years, I'll pull it out of the archives and preach it and today's one of them days. 
Genesis chapter number three, verse number one. Let's stand. Now the danger is, is I gave her that phone and uh, my, my, that's the only timepiece I have, so I have no idea anymore what time it is. And uh, did you fix it? Did, you re- did they get all we had? Okay. You got to watch these folks, man. They, they'll steal your identity and everything. I, I thought about putting mine on the market and seeing if I could trade my identity in for somebody else's. <laughs> Genesis chapter number three, verse number one. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not die. Ye shall not surely die. Now that's a lie. She was about to die spiritually in that moment. And she was about to die physically in a day to come. And the serpent lied. And he's a good liar and he's been lying ever since. And some of us are believing what he's saying. Verse number four, And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die, for God hath known that in the day you eat thereof, Then your eyes shall be opened and you shall be as gods knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and the tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were open and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons and then stuff changes. Getting along just fine. Sin takes over. Still getting along just fine. A little cautious and nervous about what's going to happen. But verse 8, they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And that has disturbed many individuals. Uh, the voice of the Lord. Well, isn't the voice of the Lord a sweet thing? But isn't the voice of the Lord a concerning thing? It just depends on where you are at that particular moment. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord called unto Adam. And I'd just like to pause right here and thank God that he knows my name and he knows where I am, and in my good days and my bad days, I'm glad he's called unto me. As a matter of fact, you could put your name there. And the Lord God called unto Josh. Or you put your name there. The reason you're saved this morning is because you heard the voice of the Lord. If you're here this morning and you're not saved, I promise you the voice of the Lord is going to speak to you about that. Verse 9, the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, watch this, where art thou? Where art thou? And he said, 
I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, who told thee that thou was naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, the woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, what is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, the serpent beguiled me and I did eat. Uh, if you'll give me just a touch more monitor, I'd appreciate it this morning. Let's pray. Lord, we love you this morning and we thank you. Touch the preaching of your word. I feel in my heart, Lord, I feel the spirit of God would have me preach this thought this morning. Give me liberty, give me wisdom, give me discernment, give me unction to preach it, I pray. Lord, I'll thank you for it. Lord, I'll bless you for it. In Christ's name, Amen, amen. You can be seated this morning. Uh, I, I want to look back in verse number, uh, let's see, verse number nine, and I want to draw the thought this morning that I want to preach to you from this text, uh, where art thou? Uh, it is a question that God asks of Adam and Eve. Where art thou? Or in simple terminology this morning, of course, I think that's simple enough. How many of you understand that question? Where art thou? But if you want to simplify it a little bit more, where are you right now? Where are you, Adam? Where are you? Uh, that is a question that everyone here is going to have to answer. That is a question that everyone here at some point or another is gonna come face to face with, where am I? Where art thou? Uh, there are a lot of folks uh, that uh, will do whatever it takes to avoid that question. Uh, Adam and Eve had been used to hearing the voice of God in the garden, in the cool of the day, and they knew on this day because of sin that God was coming to this garden. God was gonna speak to them. And so on this day, they did not show up in the one place that they knew God was gonna be. They were not in the place where they had been familiar to hearing the voice of the Lord. I've found this morning that a lot of times when we're running from God, we try to avoid the places where God speaks to us. One of those places is the church. And uh, it's real easy to quit coming to church when we know that when we're there, God speaks to us. And so I want to avoid that place. Uh, uh, the prayer closet is a place that people are accustomed to hearing the voice of God. But when you're not wanting to hear the voice of God, that's not a place that you're gonna entertain because you know God is gonna speak to you in that place. And so Adam and Eve were hiding from the place that they knew that God was gonna speak to them. I wanna ask you this morning, <clears throat> just as simple as I know how, just as honest as I know how, I pray the Holy Ghost will take this question and he'll ask you uh, in your heart, where art thou? Where are you this morning? Where are you, sir? Where are you, ma'am? 
Young man, where are you this morning? Young lady, where, where are you? Mother, where art thou? Father, where are you this morning? Maybe you go here every week. Maybe you're here for the very first time. Maybe you're here for the second or the third time. And, and, and the question remains the same. Where art thou? Right now, in this moment in your heart, not, not where do you want me to think you are, not where do you want the preacher to think you are, not where do you want your parents to think you are, but see, but see, God can get to the heart of the matter that you and I can't get to in people's lives, and he can ask that question, where art thou? And you may not have to answer me, but you'll have to answer God. You can lie to me, and I can lie to you. You can lie to your spouse, and your spouse can lie to you. You can lie to mom and daddy, and mom and daddy can lie to you. And there's a lot of mamas and daddies lying, and there's a lot of young people lying. There's a lot of spouses lying, because we want everyone to think that we're good. You're doing all right, oh, I'm good. I'm good. Why? And, and we're almost bothered that anybody would even ask us or question uh, whether things are all right in our life. <laughs> you telling me the truth? <laughs> Why wouldn't I tell you the truth? You think I would lie? <laughs> yeah, I do actually. Yeah, I do. I think you would. I think, I think church folks are some of the biggest lying folks I've ever seen in my whole life, and I've been one. I'd rather lie to you and tell you the truth where art thou? Oh, I'm good. You sure? Oh, yeah, I'm good. Why? I don't know. You just, you don't seem good. See, God can ask that question this morning in a way that cuts deeper than I can. God can pierce to your very heart. Every sinner this morning sitting in here, I can ask you, do you know the Lord? Oh yeah, I know the Lord, yeah, I know the Lord. But when God asks you, you know that there's no hiding from him. Can anybody hear me this morning? God asks a young man, you okay? Or a young lady or a parent. You can lie to me and others, but when God asks that question, you know he knows what no one else knows. Where are thou? I've been asked that question before of the Lord. I'd say to you this morning that God did not ask Adam and Eve, where art thou? Because Adam, or because God was looking for Adam and couldn't find him. Surely we don't believe that. I do not believe this morning that God went to the cool of the in the cool of the day down to the garden and said, oh, where's Adam at? I thought he was going to be here. I don't know. And, 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 and so it begins to ask the creation, uh, maybe the squirrels or the chipmunks or the cows, have you all seen Adam? No, we ain't seen him. God was not looking for Adam. God was not asking of Adam's whereabouts because God couldn't find him. The issue was is that God asked the question so that Adam has to answer. God ain't asking you what's going on because he don't know. God's not asking you where you are because he's inquisitive. 
God's not asking you, is it well with your soul this morning? Because he's wanting to know how your day's going. God asks you, where art thou? Because he knows exactly where you are and he wants you to come face to face with where you are. Because it's easy to avoid it. Not think about it. Uh, that, that, that's why some folks, not all, not all, not all, but that's why some folks get along pretty good during the day. But in order for them to go to bed at night, they've got to be in a drunken stupor because there's something that happens when the lights go out. There's something that happens when the quietness comes that they have to come face to face with the question. What am I doing? How did I get here? Where am I? That's why folks turn to drugs. That's why people turn uh, to uh, certain things in life and illicit lifestyles because they are trying to feel something. They are trying to cover something. They are trying to avoid something and they need music constantly. They need television constantly. They need things in their life uh, to drown out the voice of God. Where art thou? I get by during the day because you're busy. But there's gonna come a moment, there's gonna come a time, maybe riding down the road, maybe sitting in the living room, maybe laying in bed when the voice of God pierces through all the noise and you have to come face to face with the question, what in the world am I doing? What am I gonna do? If you're here this morning and you're lost and you know it, I would probably say that 75% of your life goes on with no problem and no hitch. Maybe even 80, 85%. You live, it don't bother you. You're busy, you're loving your family, you're taking care of business, you're working, you're going through your daily motions and your activities, but you know Sunday's coming and you know you've got to carry on and you've got to come to church and, 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 and you know nighttime, but there's moments in life, there's moments in time, and it may be a small percent, but you know the voice of God is gonna say something about where you are. That's why... We, we, we push aside our Christian friends. They're a reminder. Adults do that. That's why we push aside our Christian activities. It's a reminder. That's why we push aside the word of God. It's a reminder. Where are thou? Could you hear that this morning? The Lord Jesus walk in Crossroads Baptist Church and say to you, not them. Where are you? What would be your What would be your answer? Because he's not asking you about where you are physically right now. Well, Lord, I'm sitting in church this morning. You know good and well that's not sufficient. That's not the answer he's looking for. Well, Lord, I'm 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 at twelve eighty five Winter Road, Hepsiba, Georgia, Crossroads Baptist Church. I'm sitting on the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth pew, whatever pew I'm, you're on, and and Lord, it's it's about twelve something, and I'm here in church, and that's not the question. The question is, where art thou? In here. Is anybody hearing me this morning? And you don't have to answer. God's going to keep asking. 
where art thou? I, I think this morning it's kind of sombering as, we, as I'm preaching that we're sure not shouting her out. I, the Lord wants to know where I'm at. Oh, there's been some times that I've had to answer the Lord. Well, Lord, I, actually, I'm, I'm in a mess. Lord, actually, I'm in over my head. Lord, actually, I'm going through the motions, but I am not where I need to be in my heart. Lord, I don't know where I'm at. Maybe that's the answer. God, I don't even know where I'm at. I'll be honest, Adam didn't know where he was. He'd never been there before. There'd never been a time in Adam's life since God created him and breathed life into him that he'd ever been distant from God. There'd never been a time that he'd ever been apart from God. There'd never been a time that he was ever scared of the voice of the Lord. Adam was in new territory that he did not understand. Sometimes you don't even know how to answer that question. Here's how you answer that question. God, I don't even know where I'm at. You you know how you can get some help this morning just by being honest with God and telling him what he already knows. He just wants you to know it. Well, God, I'm over here fixing stuff and I tell you what, I'm gonna get it fixed and you ain't fixing nothing. Well, God, I'm gonna get some stuff straightened out. And, 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 and young people, well, God, I'm gonna, you know, I can't handle all this temptation in my life and so I'm just gonna give in to it. But when I get old, that matters. I'm coming back. You're never gonna get old enough for none of that to matter. No. Never. You're not going to outgrow your temptations. You're not going to outgrow your struggles. You're not going to outgrow uh, your, your friends. You're not going to outgrow or outlive any of that. You're going to have to address it. Where are they? I find in our text this morning three places that when Adam is confronted by God, he hides. Uh, I, I'd say this to you this morning. You're not good at hide and seek with God. God's a better seeker than you are hider. Are y'all hearing me this morning? And, and, and sometimes we think that we're doing a good job hiding. And the truth of the matter is, is, we, is we're like a two-year-old that sticks out like a sore thumb and God sees us and we really look foolish trying to hide from the all-knowing, all-seeing God who sees us. There's three places Adam thought he could get by, three places Adam thought he could hide. I, I, maybe, maybe that's where some of us are this morning, same place Adam was. Let, let's, let's look at it this morning. Verse number seven, Adam has sinned, Eve has sinned. They realize that they were naked. They realize that they were in trouble. Their eyes are open to sin. They know that they are in desperate need of the help of God, and yet they are hiding from the only one who can help them. Verse number seven. And the eyes of them both were open and they knew that they were naked. Watch this. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. First place that I find Adam and Eve hiding is they are hiding behind a covering. Uh, they realize, you know, we're in a mess. We're in trouble. We're, 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 we're messed up. We didn't mean for this to happen, but we're here and and let's do something about it. 
And so Adam says, well, I'll tell you what, I'm the husband and I'm going to help you. And Eve says, well, I'll tell you what, I'm the wife and I'm going to help you. And they go together and they cut down fig leaves. They're working now. They cut down fig leaves and they, and, and they bring it back home and, and I don't know what they sewed with, but they get some kind of a needle and thread and the Bible said that they sewed fig leaves and they made themselves. Look at that, made themselves. They did it themselves. They went to work. We're gonna, we're gonna cover up the outside so pretty that no one can come by and see that there's a problem. Oh, y'all ain't helping me this one. We're, we're going to we're going to make ourselves something. We're going to do something ourselves. And I am not against making the outside look good. I think you ought to make the outside look good. How many of you husbands agree? You're glad when she makes the outside look good. How many of you wives agree? You appreciate him making the outside look good too every now and then. He don't do it much, but when he does, it must be, it must be special. Now, if you get one of them, he's worried, more worried about him. You might want to be nervous about him now. He's more nervous about, he's more interested in him looking good than you looking good. He might be too pretty. Bless his heart. Adam, Eve, go. We're going we're gonna to do, we're going to cover up. We're going to make ourselves look. Oh, I'm preaching this morning. I know I am. Where art thou, Adam? Well, I'm over here working. I'm over here sewing. You don't know how to sew. Oh, I'm learning. I'm over here cutting down fig leaves. I'm over here working. Everything's good over here, God. I'm busy about my father's business. I'm doing and working and going. And and we try to cover up with what we're doing to cover up what's going on on the inside. Hey, church is a good place. I would never discourage you from coming to church. But if you think you can hide from God at church, if you think if you think that God's been mad at you all these years, and now I'm gonna go to church, so God ain't gonna be, and then God's gonna look at your church attendance and say, well, they wasn't good, but now they're good because they're in church. You're just sowing fig leaves. And then you get here because you've been gone, you've been out, you, you've been doing your own thing and you, now you've got a guilty conscience and you think, I, you know, I probably ought to figure some stuff out with God and so you start coming to church, sowing fig leaves and you get here and, and, and you look at church folks and you say, well, now they, 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 they're doing this. I think I'm gonna start doing that. And, and, and then you start doing what people are doing and, and, you're, and you're covering up and you're getting involved and you're being a part and we're all for all of that. But you need to answer the one question, where art thou? I don't know. I'm hiding behind these fig leaves. Thank God, don't know what's underneath them fig leaves. It's funny to me, them fig leaves had life. They had breath, oxygen. Until the moment Adam and Eve cut them and put them on. And they were deteriorating quickly. And it wasn't going to be very long. They was going to have to take them off and put some more fig leaves on because they were diminishing. 
You're always going to have to outdo yourself if you're trying to do something to please God. You're always going to have to outwork yourself if you're working to please God. You're always going to have to find something bigger, something better to put on your facade, to put on your show. And there's a whole lot of folks in Baptist churches this morning. There's a whole lot of Christians hiding from God. And there's a whole lot of lost people hiding from God. And God wants to know, where art thou? Well, I'm hiding behind these coverings. Can't see me. Can't see me. But what you're hiding behind is not going to last. Let me ask you something this morning. Just work with me here and let me, let me talk to us and I'll be done, I'll be done. Let me ask you something this morning. What are you hiding behind that you're covering up who you are? You're covering up. What's on the inside? Well, preacher, I didn't come over here to get asked that question. I know. <laughs> I didn't either. But until you get asked that question, and God won't ask you that question, you're not going to ever find any liberty or any help or any strength. Are y'all hearing me this morning? Where art thou? Young man, God's called you to preach. That's a noble thing. That's a, a blessed thing. That's a tremendous thing. But you can hide behind that calling. You can hide behind it. Well, I'm a preacher. That don't make no difference. You can join the choir. That's a good thing. That's a noble thing. You can teach a Sunday You can teach a, a school class. You can teach a, 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 a children's church. You can, you can work the nursery. You can move a vacuum cleaner. Those are all noble things. Those are all good things. You can sit in a pew. You can tithe. You can sing. You can do you, whatever you want to do. But if what you're doing is just sowing fig leaves, it's never dealt with the problem. You don't even know where you are. You can get dunked underwater in the baptistry. And it ain't ever washed anybody's sins away. Why, why, why do we baptize people, preacher? I don't have time to preach on all that this morning, but I'll just say it simply like this. It is a, it's an ordinance of the church. It's an outward show of an inward work. We get baptized to associate and identify ourselves with Christ, but Jesus never saved anybody in baptismal waters. It's an outward show of an inward work. So you're sowing. The problem is you better keep your needle and thread handy because you're going to have to keep sowing. Where art thou, Adam? Well, I was hiding behind the covering. Well, that didn't work. Watch what he does next. I mean, it's right here in the text. Verse 8, And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Now they're hiding behind a crowd. You say, preacher, that's a stretch. How are you going to get a crowd out of trees? You name two other people in God's garden besides Adam and Eve. Are y'all with me? They were it. That's it. I mean, there, there ain't no church crowd to go hide behind. There ain't no world crowd to go hide behind. It is Adam and it is Eve. And they found the next thing, uh, the next best thing to try to fit in with and that was something else that was standing straight up like they were, a tree. 
Adam said, God's coming and I don't know what to do. God's coming and we're naked and these fig leaves ain't working. God's coming and, 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 and we missed a spot. God's coming and he can see through it. Let's go find something that we can hide behind. So they go try to fit in with the trees of the forest. Fitting in with the crowd. Are y'all seeing that? <laughs> trying to fit in with the crowd, hiding behind the crowd. Um, They're trying to fit in where they can. They're trying to be like their surroundings. They're trying to be like uh, what is nearby. Let 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 me say it to you like this. There are people and they don't want God to know where they're at. They don't want to answer where art thou uh, to God, and so they try to fit in with church people and hope that God won't bother them. And there's other folks, they say, well, I don't want to fit in with church folks. They try to fit in with worldly folks in hopes that God won't bother them. I don't care if you're on a pew or in a bar stool. I don't care if you're in the house of God or a house of ill repute. God knows where you are and he can talk to you. Well, I, I'm just a, I'm a church person and I, we just love the Lord and we're just, we're just, I mean, I'm just like everybody else. Or, well, I just ain't got time for that church crowd no more. I found me another crowd and we're, we're, we're buddy buddies and, we're, and God, God can see you in either one of them crowds. Where art thou? Where art thou? This morning. Sunday school teacher, where art thou? Choir member, where art thou? Church member, where art thou? Sinner, where art thou this morning? God knows. I'm hiding behind the crowd. The problem is, is you don't fit in either one, in either one or either world. If you're saved this morning, you don't fit in the lost crowd you're trying to fit in with. If you're lost this morning, you don't fit in the saved crowd you're trying to fit in with. You stick out like a sore thumb. God knows where you are. Let me show you the last place I find them hiding this morning. I, I like this one the most. This one, this one entertains me. Look, look, in, uh, look in verse number 11. Verse 9, the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard the voice, I heard thy voice in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me and I did eat. Hiding behind a covering? Didn't work. Hiding behind a crowd, didn't fit in. Now watch them, hiding behind a companion. God said to Adam, Adam, where art thou? And he said, well, i tell you what, Lord. I was doing pretty good the other day. Things were going along just fine. And this woman, she beguiled me. This woman you gave me, tricked me. She gave me this fruit and I ate it. And really, Lord, it's not even my fault. It's hers. <laughs> and Adam goes to blaming Eve. Wouldn't you like to be married to Adam, ladies? Some of you said, I think I am. It's her fault. She did it. 
and Lynn's been blaming women ever since for, the, what, for what ails them. Huh? The problem they got is because they don't have a woman, or the problem they got is because they do have a woman. But either way, it's a woman's fault. And so God looks at Adam, or looks at Eve and said, is this true? And God knows it's true. What's going on, Eve? And she said, well, I'll tell you what my problem is, is the serpent. He beguiled me. He gave me, and he taught me into it, and I did what he said. Adam blamed Eve, Eve blamed the devil. The devil made me do it. That's about, about where we are today. <laughs> And both of them blamed God. Adam said, the woman thou gavest me. Lord, you made her. You gave her to me. Bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. You remember that? You knocked me out. I didn't even know what was going on. You put her in my life. It's your fault. You gave her to me and she made me do it. Oh, how many. I ain't going to get off into all that this morning. But how many. They've been blaming women for their problems. Problems you. And Eve said, well, Lord, it's not my problem. Yeah, I tricked Adam, but the serpent, the devil, and, and last time I checked, you made him. Somehow it's still God's fault. And everybody's blaming everybody. And there's some of you in here this morning, and you're not right with God, and you've got your finger pointed at somebody else, and you're saying, it is my husband's fault that things aren't right in our house. And and, and you husbands, you've got your finger pointed, and you said, it's my wife's fault that things are not right. And some of you children, you got your finger pointed at dad or mom, and you said, it's their fault that things are not right. It's their fault I am like I am. It's their fault I'm not right with God. It's their fault that I have issues. Because everybody loves the blame game. That's why Dr. Phil and Oprah Winfrey were so, were so popular and entertaining because everybody got a platform to go on there and say how daddy messed me up, mama messed me up, or somebody I loved messed me up. And then some bad stuff happened. But I'm gonna tell you something this morning. Today where you are right now is nobody's fault but your own. God's not interested in who helped get you there. God's interested in you recognizing where you are so he can deal with it. Where art thou? Where art thou? Well, I'll tell you where I'm at. I'm over here mad because my dad. I'll tell you what, I'm over here mad because my mom just didn't love me the way I thought she should. I'm over here mad because my kids didn't act the way I thought they ought to. I'm over here mad because my spouse. There's some grievous stuff happens in life. There's some stuff happens that should have never happened. But what other people do has no bearing on your relationship to God. Where art thou, Adam? Who's over here hiding behind these excuses behind other people? And if I can make them the bad guy and me the victim, then I can lay my head down at night and feel pretty good. It ain't my fault. 
I'm messed up. Oh, I, I ain't, this, ain't no, this ain't no fun preaching, but I am preaching this morning. It ain't my fault I'm hooked to drugs. You'd be hooked to drugs too if you hadn't lived what I lived in. It ain't my fault I'm intolerable to live with. You'd be intolerable to live with too if you had to live with what I had to live with. And they some of you intolerable. How do you know? Because there's people here, and anywhere you get people, there's some intolerable ones. It ain't my fault. You're right. <laughs> you had nothing to do with it. It's everybody else's fault. We're on your side. Or, Lord, I'll tell you where I'm at. I'm in a mess. I'm in need of mercy because I don't even know where I'm at and I don't know how to get out from where I'm at. I thought I had life figured out, but I don't. I thought I had life in control, but I don't. I thought I could handle my sin. How many of you in here this morning, you don't have to raise your hand, but there was a time in your life you thought what you're doing now has got a hold of you so bad that you can't get loose from. You thought you could handle it and now you're sitting here, I don't even know how. To, I don't even know where the handle is. God, I'm in a mess. And God come by this morning to ask you where art thou, not because he wants to slap you around, not because he wants to kick you around, not because he wants to mock you or make fun of you, but because God's so big and so good, he can get you out of the mess you're in, but you gotta know you're in a mess. He can fix your life, but you gotta know it's upside down. Where art thou? Well, I'm doing what man does, I'm hiding. Doing what man does, I'm blaming. You know what God did for Adam and Eve? When Adam confessed, Lord, I don't know. I don't know. And Eve confessed, we're in a mess. God said to Adam and Eve, I tell you what, I've got a way to cover up. And he killed an animal, the first blood shed on earth get the skins and to make a coat and to cover up their sin. First bloodshed. It was a type of what would happen. It was a picture of Calvary that would take place so many years later. It was, a, it was an image. It was a typology in the very beginning of your Bible of what Jesus was going to do for sinners and what Jesus was going to do for sinners that were prone to hide. Sinners want to hide. Sinners want to hide. If you're, a, if you're saved and you're in sin, you want to hide it. If you're, if you're lost this morning and you're in sin, you want to hide it. Everybody wants to hide their sin and Jesus has made a way where you can hide your sin. You say, where? Not behind the crowd, not behind the covering, not behind the companions, but you bring it out in the open to Jesus. You bring it to the cross. You bring it to Calvary. You say, God, I'm being honest. I am a sinner. I tell you what he does. He don't just hide it. He washes it in the blood of the Lord Jesus. He cleanses it as white as snow. It's gone. So when God asks you this morning, where are thou? You can keep hiding it. And you can carry it underneath that covering. 
that is decaying. You can keep hiding it, trying to fit in all lonely with them trees. Knowing good and well, I ain't a tree and I ain't ever gonna be a tree. You, you can keep blaming it on everybody else and people who blame everybody else are the most bitter people in this world. I'm kin to some, they're not here today. I'm kin to some folks and they are the biggest blamers I've ever seen and they hate everybody and they hate everything because where they are is somebody else's problem and they can blame it on dad and mom and wife and, and spouse and children and they're constantly blaming somebody and you can die miserable and bitter in your sin. You can be honest, I'm done preaching. And you can lay before God and you can say, God, I'm wrong. God, I'm in a mess. Hallelujah to God. God, I'm in trouble and I don't know how to get out. God, what I need is mercy and there'll be a truckload of mercy show up. God, I need grace and he's got greater grace than you've got sin. God, I need help and he'll wash you and cleanse you in the blood of Calvary's Lamb. You can walk out of here not hiding no more. You can walk out of here rejoicing. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. I was wrong, but I've been made right in the blood of Calvary's lamb. I was a sinner, but now I'm saved. On my way to hell, but now I'm on my way to heaven. To God be the glory. You can live in second chances. You can live in the goodness of God. And you can know something about grace. She comes to the piano this morning. Where art thou? Where art thou? Let me ask the saved man, saved lady, you're saved, going to heaven. Couldn't go to hell if you wanted to. You know you're saved. But where art thou today? Preacher, there's so much that's been piled up in my life. I don't know what to do with it. I do. It's in you to hide. <laughs> you can't help it, can you? We can't help it. It's in us to hide. I got to cover this up. I got to hide it. I got to cover my tracks. I tell you what, Jesus has made provision for hiders. <laughs> Bring it to an altar. Bring it to Calvary. Bring it to Christ. Let him wash it. Let him hide it. Let him cover it. Let, let him cleanse it in his blood on the cross. If we, can set, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you're here this morning and you're lost, you say, preacher, I don't know him. I don't know him. What do I do? You can try to fit in. You can try to cover it up. You can try to blame it. Or you can run to a provision. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunged beneath that flood lose all their guilty stains. I don't know where all you've been. I don't know what all you've done. I don't know what all's in your heart. But here's what I do know. If you brought it to Jesus, he has cleansed it. He has washed it. It is gone. It is gone. It, it is gone. 
I don't know what you carry or what carries you. I don't know what keeps you up at night, but I know a good place to take it. I know the only place worth taking. I don't know what life has brought in your life. I don't know what at a young age you've had to see. I don't know what you've had to endure. I don't know what has filled your mind and your heart. What I do know is there's a crimson flood, a crimson flow that'll cleanse you, it'll wash you, it'll make you right. I bless the Lord. I bless the Lord for the day. Because you don't know me. You don't know me. You don't know me. God does. You're not looking at a self-righteous. You're not looking at a you're not looking at a self-promoting. Listen, I know there's pride in all of us, but I know where I was. I know who I was, and I know what I would have been had it not been for grace. What are you singing? Let me sing it to you while you just sit there this morning. Just as I am. Me? Without one. You mean me? Without one plea. But that thy blood was shed for me. And that thou bidst me come to Talking to me, Lord. Heard the voice of the Lord in the cool of the day. What if it sounded something like an invitation? Give me a higher key this morning. Can you hear his voice? Just as I am and for you. Just as 